Hello and welcome to the Emmanuel Croydon podcast. At Emmanuel Croydon, we exist to be a community drawn together by our desire to know and follow Jesus. We long to become disciples of Jesus who are equipped to serve him in the whole of life, transforming families, communities and workplaces as we love God with heart, mind, soul and strength. We hope you enjoy this week's talk from the morning services. Thank you for joining us today. Grace and peace to you. The reading this morning is in two parts. The first part is Micah, and that can be found on page 943. And the second part is James, and that can be found on page 1223. We start with Micah, chapter 6, and verse 8. He has showed you, O people, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Then if you move to James, which is page 2, 2, 3, and it's chapter 1 and verse 19. Listening and doing. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For human anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planned in you, which can save you. Do do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Those who listen to the word but do not do what it says are like people who look at their face in the mirror and afterwards, after looking at themselves, go away and immediately forget what they look like. But... Those who look intensely into the law, the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep right on sorry, I do apologize. Do not keep a tight rein on their tongues, deceive themselves. And the religious is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this to look after the orphan and the widow and in their distress, and to keep 
yourself from pollution by the world. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, thank you for reading and wonderful to be together this morning hearing from God's word. We began this series by asking these questions. Do our hearts burn with love for those in need? Do our hearts go out to those who don't yet know Jesus as their savior? And Micah chapter 6 has been giving us a beautiful picture of God's heart of justice. We've been saying that, that God is a God of perfect justice. And although we are unjust people, all of us, everyone who trusts in Jesus is forgiven and declared just. That means that God regards us as if we've never sinned, that we're innocent in his sight. He, he treats us as if we've never sinned. And he, and he brings us into an eternal relationship with God that starts now and goes on through all eternity to come. And then last week we thought about walking humbly with God, which means living with a, a conscious awareness that, that God is our God and, and that we can live all of our life in his presence and for his glory. And then we saw that when we begin to walk humbly with God, that, that makes a difference to how we think about others as well. We'll begin to be people who love mercy. And this morning we're thinking about very practically how we might express that love and mercy, about how we can do justice. Before we go any further, I just want to make, try and make this point once more that, that we thought about in the first week. When we, when we talk about acting justly in the rest of this sermon, um, I don't want anyone to misunderstand what we're saying. Doing good things doesn't make anyone a Christian. It never can, it never will. Becoming a Christian is when a person accepts that they are a sinner and that they can't save themselves. So they ask for, for the forgiveness and the eternal life that Jesus made possible that first Easter. Dying on the cross, rise again for us. It's only when we do that, when we accept his forgiveness, ask for it, that we come into his family, that we start the Christian life. And as we do that, we start to be become people who want to love mercy and do justice. So at the end of this sermon, when it comes to the, the point where we'll be thinking about our response, if you're not sure that you've yet put your trust in Jesus, then please don't feel that we are asking you to commit to serving in an area of church life. That would not be the right thing for you. The thing for you would be to, to explore more about this God of grace and justice and the forgiveness he offers just want to make that really clear right up at the front so we're not unclear where we're going. And what we're doing this morning is we're going to think about what the Bible means when it talks about doing justice. Get a bit of a definition of that. And then we'll think about two areas where we can do justice. And then we'll respond. So what does it mean to act justly? Well, here's what that word means in the Old Testament. At its simplest, it's justness or rightness. Remember, we saw that this is what God is like, a God of justice, perfect justice for the needy and also justice for the wicked. And so God's people are called to reflect his character. It's, it's like God is saying this, God is, uh, Micah is saying this, God is just and so be like your God. 
God is just. Be like your God. Be people who care about justice. And specifically, when that word justice comes up in the Old Testament, again and again, we're told that it's doing justice towards the most vulnerable. Here's a clear example of of how God speaks to us about the vulnerable. Zechariah chapter 7. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Administer true justice. Show mercy and compassion to one another. Do not oppress the widow or the fatherless, the foreigner or the poor. Do not plot evil against each other. Now, those four groups of people who are mentioned, they were the, those people who were most vulnerable in pre-modern society. So widows, the fatherless, refugees, and the poor. And those are all people who are vulnerable today. But in our society, we might also add these. The homeless, migrant workers, those who are struggling to find work, people who are reliant on food banks, and many single parents and older people especially those who lack family, able to support them. So if we want to act justly, we need to be people who who care about the most vulnerable and who put that care into practice. That's what acting justly means, caring about those who are vulnerable and putting that care into practice. And James, in that other reading we had, he challenges us in these words, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, Do what it says. Micah was challenging his hearers to live out their claim to be God's people. And and James is doing a similar thing. He's saying that if we claim to be one of God's people, one of the followers of Jesus, then a good way to test that claim is to, to ask ourselves, what difference does it make to how we actually live? So this is what uh, James says at the end of that passage. Those who consider themselves religious, that means a follower of Jesus, And yet who do not keep a tight rein on their tongues, deceive themselves, and their religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress, and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. James is saying that the true followers of Jesus are the kind of people who, who do those three things. They care about how they speak, they look after vulnerable people, and they try to resist living just as the rest of the non-Christian culture around them wants them to live. And today we're thinking very specifically about the second of those things, being those who care about and act about justice. So two ways of acting justly this morning. There are loads more I could have spoken about. Um, For example, I'm not going to talk about climate change this morning. I'm conscious that's a massive area where we can do justice. Um, That's not because that's not an important area. We've got a great eco-group who help us to think about that area. And one that we can do justice in. But we've got to have a focus. uh, Otherwise I'll keep you all morning and be on lunch. So so here's two areas of acting justly. The first. Acting justly through mission. Through mission. Have you thought about this? This is a huge injustice that should weigh on our hearts if we're followers of Jesus. There are almost 8 billion people in the world today. And over 3 billion of them live in places where there is little or no access to the good news of salvation through Jesus. Over almost three billion. And that makes mission, taking the gospel to those who don't have it but who need it, well, that makes it a matter of justice. 
mission includes alleviating all the other needs that people have. Uh, we're going to think about that lots more later. But it shouldn't it break our hearts that over 3 billion people have such little access to the gospel? The life-shaping, eternity-changing good news of Jesus. And none of us can bring anyone to faith. That is a work of God's spirit in our hearts. But, but we are called, all of us, to take the good news to those who don't have it yet. And so mission is a way of doing justice. Because it can't be right that, that we have access to the gospel, but others don't. Just a few weeks back, we launched our new church vision. If you happen to be that, away that week, you haven't caught up, do catch up on that. On the website, there's details of the vision that the PCC, the church council has worked through on behalf of the church family. And it's a great vision that we're confident we can unite around and that we can use to, to drive our mission as a church family. Here's the vision statement, if you like. Emmanuel Croydon seeks to be a place of unconditional welcome, Christ-centered revival, and deep discipleship for our generation and the next in South Croydon and beyond. And in many ways, the heart of that vision isn't new at all. That and beyond phrase captures the heart of so many people in this church family, today and, and across the generations, for mission, for going to places and people who need the good news. It's been lovely just in the first couple of months of being here to start to hear about some of that rich history of, of sending missionaries as a church family. There are missionaries we've sent abroad today as a church. There are others in our, uh, who are here with us week by week on a Sunday but are doing mission here in the UK. You can check out if you never have. It's a real encouragement just to go to the mission section of the website and to, to be challenged and inspired and to pray for those who we've sent as mission partners. Now, in one way, we are all missionaries wherever God sends us. We have God's spirit. We have the gospel. Uh, whatever situations of life God has placed us in, we're called to share our faith. That's really important not to miss. Next week, we'll have more chance to think about that on Pentecost Sunday together. But God also calls particular people who he lays a burden on to help reach the unreached. And so I simply want to say to us this morning and ask us, is that something we have ever thought about? Have you ever stopped to consider whether God might be calling you in that way? Do you, do you feel a burning longing in your heart to be part of acting justly through mission? Bringing the good news to those who don't have it, who aren't hearing it. And when we hear that question, it can be easy to think, no, that could never be me. But actually, all of those who God sends on mission are simply ordinary people who use their skills and passions to serve the Lord. Not all of us will be called to serve in that way, but some of us will. So don't immediately rule yourself out. Think about it. Pray about it. If you feel a stirring begin in you for that, we can link you up with people in the church family who know what it's like to be on mission. And they can help you to think it through. And one thing that we can all do is to pray for the work of justice through mission. Uh, on the church website, we've put up a list of resources. And these resources uh, are uh, going to give us inspiration, I guess, for different ways that we can respond justly to this sermon series. Um, and one of them on there is a website called Joshua Project. 
And you can just get uh, email sign-up so that on your phone you get every day a little email that shows you about an unreached people group, gives you some facts about the people group and how we can pray for them. And it shows you how many other people are praying for that group at one time. That is a wonderful way of getting involved in God's heart for mission through justice. You can find those resources, that and many other things, if you either click that QR code that's on the screen or in the, uh, on the website there's a section under the Sunday worship drop-down that says service resources. And we've put some physical copies at the back as well. So acting justly through mission. Through mission. And here's the second thing we'll spend the rest of our time on this morning. Acting justly in our community. Here's, here's one of the parts of the vision, the five parts of the vision that we're aspiring to as a church family. It says, we want to be a church where our faith moves us beyond our walls, where we use what we've been given to serve the vulnerable and the suffering, and where we partner, work with and partner for the good of our local community and our world. That's really exciting, actually, as a vision, as a mission for our church family. As part of it, that, that's really another way of saying that we, we want to be people who live out Micah 6.8. People who love mercy, who have compassion for those in need. And therefore, people who act justly, using what we've been given to serve the vulnerable. Remember, we've seen that, that acting justly involves caring about the most vulnerable in our society and putting that care into practice. And let's tease out some of the implications of that. It means caring about every aspect of life for those who are hurting. It means that we're called to care for immediate needs, like those in the Croydon area who are struggling to put enough food on the table each day. If you don't know, as a church family, we give to the local food bank. And one way that you can do that is just to add a few items each week for the food bank to your, lo- your weekly shop and to bring them to church so that we can uh, collect those up And that can be a blessing to those in that immediate need. So we care about immediate needs like that. But we also care about all the other things in life that help people to live well. As I mentioned last week, it's suggested that there are over 10,000 people in this borough who experience the pain of loneliness. Older people experiencing the pain of loneliness. And and at Emmanuel, we're we're already a place, praise God, of community for, for many. But there will be many, many more who we might know or who we might just pass in our streets each day who are living with very little social contact with anyone from week to week, especially those without immediate family nearby. And we can become more and more a place of welcome, a place where they can feel loved and be included and hear about the life-changing good news of Jesus. That's why we're really grateful to those who are leading the Tuesday ministry. Tuesdays at two. Do invite people you know, uh, perhaps neighbours who live around here, um, along to that. And actually, in a very practical way, it would be a great blessing to have more volunteers to help with that ministry. Uh, Things like serving refreshments would be a wonderful blessing if that's a gift that you have. Uh, But also we're looking for one or two more leaders of different ages to join the leadership team of that group. So we're, we're caring about immediate needs. We're caring about everything that helps a person to live well. And and here's another area. In in helping those who are struggling to develop skills that will help them. For example, the unemployment rate in this borough is much higher than the national average. 
in a previous job, I worked for a charity called City Gateway based in East London. And I loved it because it was tackling that, trying to tackle that problem, helping young people from disadvantaged backgrounds into sustainable employment. And actually, it might be that that is something that the Lord lays on our hearts as a church family. I, I really don't know if that's the case. I'm just putting it out there as one of the many ways that we might be a blessing locally. It, just putting it out there because it helps us to think about some of the challenges being faced around us. And on that resources page, again, on the website, there is a website called The Cinema Network. Matt and Steph King, who lead our, the small group we're part of, introduced that to us a couple of weeks ago. And it just shows, it's a brilliant website, just shows a whole range of projects that church families have got involved with locally, uh, locally to them. And I put it there because it would be great for many of us to have a look and just see what inspires us about how we can respond locally. Because as we work together on that vision to be a, a place where we use what we've been given to serve the vulnerable, well, we need one another's skills and experiences and passions. As John said back at the APCM, we can't, as a church family, do everything. You have to make decisions. There are limits in resources and, and our skills and passions. But we do want to discern together what God might be calling us to. And this is a good time to do it at this stage, sort of coming out of the pandemic as we are, where we, we get to look and, and think again about the ministries of the church family. And we really want to do that together. And to think about all the range of ways that God might be calling us to serve. For example, there's also... What we've been mentioning, uh, lots of work going on in the area and from our church family with refugees. But it might be that there are ways that we can build on that. I, I mentioned last week that we are, we are trying very much right now to, to um, get a group together who could um, lead a Sunday morning group at, at this time, at the same time that the children's groups have gone out for those with additional needs. And we've had some good response to that, but, but if a few more could come forward, that, that could be a really sustainable ministry. Um, so do let myself or Carol Petley know if you are interested um, in getting involved in that. Um, others have mentioned the community potential more and more of the Emmanuel Center as a way where we could focus. And as I just mentioned, lots of people in the area who might benefit from job skills, financial advice. There'll be other things as well that we're called to respond to. So while we can't do everything, we can dream big. So in a few moments, we're coming to, to this response card. And, and when we do, there's an invitation on it at the bottom to get in touch. If you have particular ideas for how you think as a church family, we can respond to the needs of those around us. I'm conscious this morning we've only just sort of scratched the surface of the implications of acting justly. I would have loved to say more to us about acting justly at work. That's something really to think through, and there's a resource on the website from the London Institute for Contemporary Christianity, Fruitfulness on the Frontline. It'd be great to get hold of that if you want to think about acting justly at work. It would have been great as well to think more about policymakers, Christian policymakers. Um, maybe people from our church family might feel a calling towards politics to help with the underlying root causes of injustice in our society. That would be a great thing to think through if there's anyone in our church family is thinking about that. Come and chat and we can chat and pray together. There's only so much we can say and I think you'll fall asleep if I keep going. So let me explain the opportunity we have now to respond. We want to be people who reflect God's heart for justice. People who walk humbly before him 
acknowledging our need for him in each part of our lives, people who love mercy and people who act justly from those hearts. So this card, which is up on the screen, there there are several of these cards at the end of each row of pews. So if the person near you doesn't have one, maybe you could grab it and and pass them along. There should be enough for each of us. Um, If you're not into filling in things physically anymore and you prefer to do them online, on the Friday email, there'll be a way to do this electronically. And what we're going to do is, during this next song, it will, part of it will be played through once while we stay seated. And we'll just have a chance to, to think about um, how we respond. So, um, while we can't do everything, there are ways that each of us could respond. And on one side, you will have seen this, it's been kicking around for a while, there's the I want to serve section. A list of lots of areas in church life where we can serve our brothers and sisters here at Emmanuel with the gifts God's given us. You will have seen that card. It's been around for a while. And many of us are already serving in areas of church life. That is brilliant. Don't feel that this is um, some kind of trying to pigeonhole you into getting into new parts of church life, new service areas. But, but it is clear in the New Testament that God has given gifts to each one of us that we can use. So as a church family, we don't want any of us to be thinking, I don't have good gifts that I could use. You really do. And so if you're uh, someone who would call yourself a follower of Jesus, you've been forgiven by him, you want to live for him, but you're not yet actively serving in an area of church life, it would be great to pick one of these up and to either fill it in in this next little bit of time or um, in the next week. On the other side is a list of ways we can respond to God's call to us through this sermon series. Now, we can't do everything as individuals. God doesn't expect us to. It's important we know our limitations, but I'm convinced there will be some way in which all of us can respond. And the card lifts some specific areas like that group for additional needs where we're looking for help. Um, it also gives la- links to ways we can find out more and ways that we can pray. And remember, as we look at this card, if you're not yet a follower of the Lord Jesus, then please don't feel the need to tick any of these boxes except for the one that says, I would like to find out more about courses that explain the message of Jesus. So what we're going to do now after I read the verse a final time is we're going to sing the song through. We'll stay seated and the band will invite us to stand at an appropriate moment and we'll respond in song. But as you look at these cards, maybe either tick a box if you feel in a position to do that. But if you don't, don't feel rushed into that. Just pray about it and um, maybe fill this in in the week. Bring it back next week. We'll take these, we'll gather them together, and over the next few weeks, we'll get back to you and think about how, as an individual, you can respond to God's call on your life. Let me read that verse a final time, and then we'll sing. He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. The band will lead us as we stay seated, and then after a few minutes, Rachel will invite us to stand. Thanks for listening to the Emmanuel Croydon Podcast. For more information about our church and everything we have going on, visit our website, emmanuelcroydon.org.uk. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram to see and hear what's going on in the life of our church. God bless you and have a wonderful week.